The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness, I'm excited today. Welcome moms. I am Jenny and this is Channel Mom where we encourage moms. We do focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world because sometimes the world forgets to recognize you and thank you and appreciate you. I have a big treat for you ladies today. I am confident that this show is going to be an inspiration for you. In the house are some of the amazing women and mothers from Duck Dynasty. <laughs> yes! Miss Kate Robertson and Lisa Robertson, both in the Channel Mom house today. They're going to talk about the need for us to have a voice in these times as women, how to stick together in unity in order to overcome our disappointments and be empowered. Some terrific tips for our mom lives from their new book, Sister Roar. Plus, we'll give away a few copies. Miss Kay and Lisa Robertson coming up in just one minute on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. Looking for your next adventure? Camp Idrahaji is now hiring. If you haven't already heard, Idrahaji is one of Colorado's largest Christian camps, and they're growing their summer staff. Why not experience the great outdoors and wake up each day excited and ready to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Join them to lead and impact hundreds of campers as they experience Jesus in the beauty of Colorado's great outdoors. High school, college, and young adults, they're accepting applications today at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E. Org. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back to every mom, dad, cat, dog, anyone who's listening today, some kids too. I just want to say about Idra Haji, I've, I've said this before, they're, they're just a couple of miles from my house, so I've known the folks that run that camp for many, many years. But, but more importantly, I, I know how it changes lives. And so I just want you to think on this today. If you have a teenager or a young adult who needs a job this summer and can also use... <laughs> a little life shift, it might be good to reach out to Idra Haji and see if this would be a good place for them to work for the summer. Just wholesome, wonderful, godly influences in their lives. Please check them out at idrahaji.org, idrahaji.org, and find out how they can get a job there today. All right, a shout out to the moms who listen from around the country, Oklahoma, Omaha, and Lincoln, Nebraska. Welcome. Little Rock, Arkansas, also Springfield, Illinois, Colorado Springs, Idaho, Texas, as well uh, as right here in Denver, where folks have been listening for many years. Grateful for you. Also, welcome to our podcast listeners. So grateful for you guys. Uh, remember, you can find 
our podcast. Tell other people about it, please, on Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And then one last little order of business before I get to these wonderful ladies. Oh, I'm so excited about this. I'm going to have to calm myself down. Uh, My new book, I'm I'm excited about the ladies, not this. Well, I'm excited about this too. My (laughs) new book is called Mom, You're Amazing, Changing the World One Life at a Time. You can officially order it at momyouramazing.com or you can find it on Amazon. Mom, You're Amazing. Man, I'd be glad if you'd order it and I, I hope that it would be a blessing to you. All right. Unless you have lived on some remote island somewhere, you have probably heard of Duck Dynasty. It's the uber popular TV series that it was on the air for many years. Miss Kay Robertson is known as the matriarch of the Duck Dynasty family, married to Phil, also cookbook author and restaurateur. Uh, Lisa Robertson is her daughter-in-law and happens to be married to the brother known as the beardless Robertson. Although I saw Willie's beard recently and it's kind of being, being, yeah, kind of shaped down to a smaller uh, size. Uh, so Lisa is married to Alan. All right, Miss Kay and Lisa, welcome to Channel Mom. Hello. Uh, hi. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you guys can hear us. Welcome to Channel Mom, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have you. All right, so I'm going to start this out with kind of a cool backstory. Um, Many years ago, uh, I was invited by uh, an old friend of mine in television to attend a fundraiser in Castle Rock, Colorado, and it was for a school called the Rock Christian Academy. Two special guests were there back in 2013 to help raise money for that particular fundraiser for that school, and I think you're going to recognize their voices. Uh, You know, with our platform, with the show, it enables us to get out and talk a little bit and people actually listen to what we got to say now so we see opportunities like this want to come help these guys out and uh, work down the schedule so we're here what this school is is what our founding fathers envisioned where the bible is taught and we can pray to god we can love god and love each other for crying out loud i think the united states of america needs a little dose of love for one another and love for their creator. What do you think? Amen. Yeah. He said that nine <laughs> years ago, okay? He said it nine years ago, oh, and, it's, and it's still so re- more relevant than ever before. So that, of course, was Phil and Willie Robertson of Duck Dynasty. And, of course, Phil is Miss Kay's husband and Lisa's father-in-law. But I, I want you guys to hear one more thing. Because I, I, I'm a crier, and this makes me want to cry. God is faithful. And he keeps his promises. I said on the air nine years ago this very thing. And so everybody wants the Robertson family to come to their event, to be part of their event. And in fact, we're going to try to get one of the wives on the Channel Mom Show to talk about motherhood. And I have not only one wife, but two wives. So (laughs) God answered my prayer from nine years ago. Thank you, ladies, for being on Channel Mom. You're welcome. He doubly blessed you. He did doubly bless me. We're glad to be here. (laughs) Thank you, Kay. All right. This is unscripted, um, and I'll allow, I'm going to ask Kay to answer this, and then, and then we'll follow up with Lisa. This is an unscripted question, but it occurs to me that God chose you, Kay, to be that example of a committed wife and a faithful mom so Americans could see those values played out. And Lisa, I feel like because what you went through and you ha- having the courage to share your mistakes, women could see that you don't just have to lose your marriage or your future 
because of your mistakes. Even the worst mistakes can be redeemed by God. So I, I'm thinking, Kay, I was reading through some t- statistics this morning during my prayer time, and I started to cry because I cry all the time, and saw that marriage is at its lowest rate since America began to track the statistics back in 1867, I believe. And and you want to stand as an example of good marriage and, and, and of love for God and love for family. I mean, what do you think about the fact that you're an example of that, Miss Kay? Well, all I know is a little girl, I stayed with my grandmother almost more than I did at my home, and she constantly talked to me about Jesus and about the Bible and she was very simple. She didn't go to school only until she was 15. So her things were very simple, but they never stopped. And she lived by what she said. She was always the first one to help somebody, to take food, to do any of that. But we would sit in the swing, and she would, I guess you'd call it, preach to me a lot. And she told me that um, when I got married, that one day I would have to fight for my marriage. So... Um, I needed to understand how important marriage was. And she talked to me about the vow you make to God and all that. I'm a little girl. So I'm thinking, why is she telling me all this? Yeah. But to this day, I know exactly why she told me all that. Because even though I found my pioneer that I wanted so bad, um, not only was Phil, you know, he was a good old boy, but... Uh, after we married at such a young age, we had Alan on the way, and he was going through college in a football scholarship. He was with the uh, boys so much in the dorm because they wanted to con- them to concentrate on football that he seemed to be away from us, and there's when the devil really entered him yeah. and took him away spiritually for 10 years. And during that time, it was really rough. Yeah, you ten, ten years, ten years. I just want to yeah, want to reread it. Long years. Ten years. And you they waited. All wanted me to leave it. Yeah, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah, tell me why. Tell, you talk about it in the book, and you talk about your grandma giving you that lesson. You're gonna have to fight for your marriage, and that that particular sentence must have rang in your head over and over again. But but for the mom listening today who is struggling in her marriage, or, or the mom that that is looking for a new man because her last marriage failed, tell me what kept you there what what kept you there for 10 years patiently waiting while he was out drinking too much and philandering and the, the whole thing what yeah, kept you did there? it all yeah well I, I will say this I think my grandmother's words in her life and what she showed me was the best example I could ever have and um, so when when it got bad I just prayed more and more and more and tried to you know, really understand, um, you know, what it was like to fight for your marriage, which is what I did for 10 years. Yeah. But I also learned in that, that the faith I had, I really didn't understand what my faith had been as a small child when I came to Jesus. So at 27, I, uh, you know, uh, was recommitted and and shared again and was baptized again. Actually, it's just kind of a start over. But I remember talking to the uh, pastor who said, okay, as long as you have God, you're going to be all right, and your three children are going to be all right, and we will pray all the time for Phil, and we'll pray. I said, but he was good when I was, you know, came to him and us together, and then it, the bad influences of college took him away because he was weak. 
And um, basically is what happened. So I'm telling you, from from the 10 years till uh, he kicked us out at the end of the 10 years because he said I was ruining his life. And I said, well, you've been running mine for about 10 years, but I hadn't went anywhere. And um, but he just decided we were a burden, me and my three boys. And uh, so we left and got a little apartment and all that. It was so sad. We prayed for him every day and just prayed and prayed. And he finally met me at work at my lunch hour. And I went out there. He was laying his head on the steering wheel of this old truck. And I thought, oh, dear, what is he drunk or what? Yeah. And when I opened the door, he had been crying. He said, Kay, I can't live without you. I can't live without my family. He said, you got to let me come back. I said, well, you're the one that put us out. Do you remember that? And he said, yeah, that was a stupid, drunken thing I did. And so I said, well, now it's changed. I said, I need you to talk to somebody before we'll bring you back because you don't understand and so I've got somebody who can explain it to you so well while we changed and you didn't. Yeah. So after that next night and he talked and all that, well, we got there. He had to feel so impatient. So he had went to the church. And when we came in the back door, me and the three boys, uh, we saw him and they were taking his confession and he was fixing to be baptized. And I looked at my little boys and tears were just running down their eyes. And they looked at me, and uh, Jason said, does this mean the devil's not being our daddy now? And I said, that's right. Jesus Christ is going to be in your daddy. And then a few minutes later, Jason said, Mama, please teach him not to cuss in church. Oh. I said, Jace, I'll we'll all teach him how to live the right life. You know, you know and here's the great thing. As a mama, and, and this being a show to honor moms and encourage them, you were setting an example then that, that your boys have, have grown up to follow in, that, that, that God is faithful and that marriage does matter. So, so I want to remind people that the book that Miss Kay Robertson and Lisa Robertson have written together is called Sister Roar, Claim Your Authentic Voice, Embrace Real Freedom, and Discover True Sisterhood. We're giving a couple of copies away on the show today. So uh, we're, we're not going to do phone calls, but if you can email info at channelmom.org info at channelmom.org to win Miss Kay's and Lisa's fabulous book, Sister Roar. I'm going to read a little excerpt, and then, I'm, Lisa, I'm going to let you talk to, to the ladies listening about the Sister Roar thing. And, and here's what you've written. In fact, there are too many voices telling you what to do, right? And they're all talking at once, each one louder than the next. They're on social media, on TV, in online videos, on sold-out stages, and in the pages of books. Ironically, with so many ways to connect, loneliness is a huge problem, so much so that the Surgeon General of the United States declared loneliness an epidemic. And then in one other place you say this, just as every lion has a special roar, each of us has a unique sound. It's how the world knows who you are and what matters to you. It's a thing of beauty. It's the distinct way you express the person you were created to be. It's an expression of life, hope, and God-given purpose. It attracts. It doesn't repel. So, Lisa, I want mamas to understand today why you and Kay felt led to write a book called Sister Roar to help women find their voices, especially in these times when we're in such a mess and we need to hear from the moms of the world. Why did you feel led to to, to write a book called that and encourage women to find their voice? Well, I think because 
you know, Kay and I just realized, especially with the with the pandemic when it started, um, you know, they were shutting churches down and people couldn't meet together. You know, you couldn't have more than two or three people at a time. And our women suffered during that time. Our children did, too. Yeah. But our women really suffered yeah. um, because they had no one to talk to, no one to share their struggles with, um, no one to encourage them. And so um, whenever we were looking, you know, um, into writing a book together, Kay and I have always done ministry together. We do it differently, but um, but we've always done it. And she's the one that taught me to do ministry. Um, but we just we just thought that it's important for us to share those struggles. It's important then to share the victories and not waste what God has done in our lives by not sharing that. Whenever you share a victory in your life over sin, um, God is glorified and people find hope in that. And, you know, they think to themselves, wow, if she can do that, then I can do that. And the sister roar part is that whenever you figure out what your passion is, then we're usually loud and proud about it. And one of those things for me of course, is abortion. I had one when I was 16 years old. So now, you know, I'm speaking out on behalf of those babies that are in the mama's womb and just saying, look, these babies deserve to live. And let me just tell you how you're going to feel after you've had an abortion, you know? I know, especially especially right now. Yeah, that is one of my roars. And, and then, of course, Kay's is marriage. Mine is marriage also. You know, it, uh, somebody else's, maybe, you know, the, the mamas at these school board meetings, whenever they're trying to teach these, um, you know, little kids about, um, you know, sex ed and, yeah. and then, you know, teaching them to be, um, you know, your color matters. Color does not matter. Yeah. You know? Christ died for every individual. It does not matter what color you are, what you know, what your status is in life. Um, He died for everyone. And that's what we want people to know, women to know especially. Because they lead. lead. Yeah, and they lead. Think of Miss Kay's mom. And I want you to tell the ladies about something that came up in your life through Phil's years of infidelity that you chose to accept the way in which you felt God was leading you to choose to accept. Because this, I think this story about Phyllis shows us that anybody can overcome anything. So can you quickly tell us that story? Oh, yes. Uh, I want you to know, uh, number one, my grandmother was my greatest influence. Uh Not my mom, my grandmother. My mom had a problem. But... uh, I I misspoke. I apologize. You're right. Yes, your grandmother. (laughs) That's okay. But anyway, I'm telling you now. Let's see what was my part on uh, that. Your that your grandma with your oh, with your greatest influence, and 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 then yes, Phyllis he, came along. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, and when Phyllis came along, well, I told my boys when they were young, and I knew their daddy what he was doing for that ten years when he was away from Jesus, and he was you know fallen Satan, and I totally told them all the time, this, this way your dad is a good man but he's let satan take hold of his spirit and that's why you don't hate your dad you hate the devil who is making your dad act like he's acting Mm -hmm. 
So that was one of the things that I wish women would learn how to do because a lot of times children have trouble forgiving their dad. But in this case, they were so happy, you know, that um, that the dad, that the devil left our, their dad. And because he chose to choose Jesus over the devil. Yeah. But uh, I'm telling you, there were times when I stood alone. I mean, my whole family said, leave him. Phil's family said, leave him. And everybody just wanted me to give up and move on. And I said, no. I said, it's a vow I made to God. And I, this is part of fighting for your marriage that my grandmother told me about years ago. And you and, and you, mo- you moved into in a there. forgiveness place. That's what I want to talk about with, with Phyllis, that, that you had to forgive the biggest thing. So tell me about that. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. And when Phyllis came in, Alan came to tell us, because there have been many people that tried to say that our children are our siblings or something that have not always been true. But in this case, Alan came down to talk to us, and he was so serious, and he told us, he said, Mom and Dad, I've got something to tell y'all, and and you're going to be shocked, but I want you to understand this is really true. And he told us, because Phyllis had come to wrote the note to Alan first, I believe. And so, uh, you know, he told Phil, he said, Dad, we've got a sister. And he said, what? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, this is really true. We we checked everything. We know, and I went over with the other brothers, <clears throat> which I can't believe they could keep something a secret from me that a month is how long they knew. And uh, so I said, look, all along when you were little, I knew there could be somebody show up and say, Phil Robertson is my dad. So I really waited. But by the time we are at this age, I didn't think it would happen. But when it did, we just accepted her and loved her. And she lives right beside us on top of the hill right now. And we eat together often and we do things together. And... uh, we love it. And but you, it, 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 at first, I was like, "What? No, I, I preach this, so I must do what I preach." You chose to forgive. You chose to forgive. You chose to embrace this the sweet woman, Phyllis, and and I and I love that story. We only have about three minutes left, but I want to make sure Lisa gets one more thing in. And and Lisa, I know this is something hard that's you know to encapsulate in three minutes. But but you had an infidelity that you confessed, and I want moms to hear this story for the next couple of minutes. And and you tell how it's okay. To, to come out with your mistakes, to come out with your sins, and, and then be restored in front of other people. Can you talk about that briefly? Sure. Um, I had um, had an evil inside of me that, you know, came from, I think, when it started whenever I was a child. It was a lot of dishonesty. And, um, and you know, so I had a 14-month affair, um, and my husband was the preacher at the church, Um and, you know, the thing that kept coming up, and I, and I kept praying to God, saying, please, Lord, please, would you, you know, show me how to get out of this? Every time it was honesty, the door he always opened, and he always listened to me, and he always opened the door, but it was always honesty, and I could not go through that door. But in the end, Alan confronted me because he knew something was wrong. Yeah. And he confronted me, and it took, you know, lots of hours, maybe four or five hours. And finally... I just broke, you know, and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, who am I? Where did I, 
how did I get this far away from, from, you know, from God? And, you know, I went outside and, and I, I just said, Lord, if, if you're real, would you come and rescue me? And at that point he came and rescued me. And here's the thing. At that point, I knew it did not matter who knew about my sin, who knew about what was going on. It did not matter if God restored my marriage or, you know, if I was going to completely lose all of my friends, my church family, everything. Nothing mattered except that I had now had that relationship with Jesus Christ. And I knew I could make it no matter what. But God chose to restore my marriage to restore those relationships within our church. And whenever God knows what your sin is, that he's the only one that matters anyway. He's the only one that can give you eternal life. And he's the only one that, so can, really, that can create that kind of change, that kind of forgiveness, that kind of healing. So let me, we, we literally have 60 seconds left. <laughs> and you guys are, are fabulous and, and a joy to be with. Can you tell people how to find this book, Sister Roar? Uh, yes, you can get it on Amazon. You can go to our website, alandlisarobertson.com. You can get it there, too. Um, but they sell them in most bookstores. Um, so, yeah, okay. just look it up. Just, okay. Um, just look it up and, and order one, and we would love to hear your feedback. Okay, God bless you guys. Miss Kay, Lisa, thank you so much for being on Channel Mom. Moms, this is the time I thank you for all you do. Even when you feel overlooked and misunderstood, I'm thanking you for the hard work and the sacrifice you you make as mothers. Check us out at channelmom.org and check out idrahaji.org. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful weekend. If Channel Mom Radio and Podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.